Welcome to Redhead Racing Radio. Andrew Curlin here with Jason Schultz. Jason, yeah, that's right. That's, that's me. You. Jason is in North Carolina in his apartment. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona in my apartment, but there's something different. What? What, what <laughs> yeah, part of your apartment? I was getting to that. I'm uh, two weeks in a row in the bathroom here. Uh, found It's the quietest place. Why? Um, in the entire apartment. Yeah, no, oh, that's what, why? What do you think like, I, I like working in the bathroom anyways? Actually, here, look. Uh, or maybe gonna, you have a bowel problem and you have to be I'm close to the I'm going to fix this up with some Febreze right now. <laughs> All right. It what is, flavor Febreze? Flavor. Is that what you call it? Scent? Island Fresh. It's, I mean, doesn't it smell good? Uh, um, I like lavender, I think. Okay, wait. That's quick, quick, like random side note with this, when it comes to scents. So Dale Jr., um, when he was in his retirement year, had... Like, you know how he got all those gifts and stuff, right? So I had an opportunity to talk to him before driver intros, and I gave him... My dad and I were like, what kind of stupid, cheap, like, gift can we give Dale Jr.? So we decided... We went to, uh, I think it was Walmart or, like, some, like, cheap dollar store and found the little tree air fresheners that you hang from, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. wherever, just to make it smell better. So I gave it to him. I'm like, here you go. It's... uh. Caribbean colada was the flavor. And then afterwards, he's like, I actually stick these in the car. And he, like, had vanilla, and, like, he says it fills up the car in 10 minutes. So Dale Jr. used to race with those tree air fresheners in the race car. Who would have guessed? Like, No way. He's He's got the Caribbean whatever one in the studio. Really? Oh, I was going to no. be like, no. <laughs> he, he did give it back. I, okay, that actually would have been funny if he, like, it's ended so up gullible. being like, hey, that's it. I, I converted him to the Caribbean Colada air freshener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Enough air freshener talk. There was a race last night at Las Vegas. Um, I want to say this, and you don't, you don't want to agree with this, but I'm just like, there's playoff hype is so low right now. Like the whole day, like I turned the race on, I missed the start. Like, of course I was watching football, but like, I just didn't feel any energy about the race because the first round wasn't anything. Now go to the second round, everyone's got playoff points. It's just not as exciting as it has been in the past. And I think the quality of the racing's kind of impacted that. So I really want to get back to the playoff form, like the early days of this playoff format when it was hyped every week. A little, a little I more even energy. think it's something so subtle as they're lining up in racing. And yeah, no, that's so because, oh, that's because. Throughout the weekend, and especially like when we get to the championship race, I remember when we were at Homestead yes, watching yes. practice. My dad's like, "Look at this is this is these are where the cars are running in practice." I think throughout the race weekend, those storylines build up a little bit more because who's doing well in practice, who's doing well in qualifying. You know, you just have time to build yes. up through the weekend. You know, in in this COVID world, we don't necessarily have that opportunity. It's like. You, you log on for pre-race, and that's the first you hear of cars on track that weekend. You know, I think with practice and qualifying, it, it builds it up yes. a little bit better. That may be the best point you've made on this podcast <laughs> all year long. I like it. Because that's exactly what the problem is. There's nothing to build up race because there's nothing happening cup-wise before the race yep. starts. They show up and race. And we maybe we talked about this. I know we talked about it off-air too, but I miss practice and qualifying solely for that reason. 
I know some people think the competition is better without that, which it may be, but I mainly miss the build-up to the race and having things happen throughout the weekend that are storylines leading up to the race. And that's why I want practice and qualifying back next year. Um, there's a lot of rumors that that might not happen for most races next year because you don't know how COVID's going to affect it, especially beginning of the season. But that's what is so necessary to build up a race weekend to get people uh, their attention and get them to watch. And I thought it was the dumbest thing ever to go on the Daytona road course and not let them practice. And the race wasn't really that good anyway. But if we go to Dakota, which is on schedule next year, and maybe like more road courses, DVC has said there will be like six road courses next year. If we're going to, um, you know, Road America, maybe like Cup guys have, maybe some guys have driven that course, but many haven't. So we need practice and qualify. Like it's so important. Like it's not just, yeah, the racing might be better, but like it's more important for so many more reasons. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But I think in this COVID world, like I can understand where they're coming from. But I, and, and even me personally, like I have so much more to gain from practice and qual. Like the entire race weekend dynamic, if we do go to these one day shows, will be completely like access will be so difficult to get because drivers are just going to be there on race day. Like majority of my content with, with these drivers and crew members and whoever, it's like, Hey, meet us at the hauler 10 minutes after practice kind of thing. And yeah, see, yeah, it impacts so much. And I know you've been on board with the no practice and thing now, like, like when, they, when they we think can't they like operate it. at a normal level. Yeah. I like it. And for next year and the years to come, I mean, obviously COVID, will still be a thing come February. And I, and I know NASCAR is already thinking of kind of keeping some of these protocols or, or lightening up on them. But I think we're going to get a variation of what this season's looking like next year. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the rules we have in place now because of the situation we're in. But, but, that, do, but that doesn't mean... Because I know Pocono and, and some other tracks did some of those quick weekends. That doesn't mean I don't want that to never... Like, I'm still on board with the no practice, no qualifying. I loved it at Indianapolis when they had no track time, lined up and race. I've enjoyed watching that this year. That, that doesn't mean I would want it every weekend, though. But every now and then, I like that yeah. shakeup. But NASCAR is talking about doing it often and majority of the races. You don't know what that races. means like, in that's terms gonna of kill the race COVID era versus under normal circumstances. Yeah. But what I've heard is that they want to do it more often, whether regardless, because it saves money. And that's the thing they're chasing. But I'm like, at the expense of the whole NASCAR experience. Like, wait, you better think about that a little more before we start doing that more. Next year, I, I accept that it's probably going to happen a lot next year. But please don't make it happen at Coda. Like that Coda race weekend, I'm so hyped for that because it's going to be so awesome because it's a new track and it's exciting. But if we have no nothing to build it up except just lining up in a race, like it kills it. We need practice and qualifying for a lot of different yeah. reasons. No, no, it's – All right. We, we agree. That's kind of that's crazy. But no. That's weird. That hasn't happened I know. In like Someone months. mark it down or like Tyler, give us like a little like applause or something right here to like <laughs> – Savor this moment. All right, let's move on to Vegas. And I think Vegas is probably the best playoff race yet in terms of quality of racing. Mainly not – actually, I should probably say that. I thought the first half of the race sucked, but the last bunch of restarts and cautions at the end, hey, we haven't seen that in a while. So that was Yeah, good. no, I, I had – my friends and, and roommates are actually watching the races with me every weekend. And, you know, they're like, hey, has anything happened the first, first half of the race? I'm like, no, it's been pretty straightforward. But you could get a sense at 
when you see these restarts, and, and I, I was telling my roommate Spencer, I'm like, listen, if we get a restart late in this race, we're going to have a really thrilling finish from here on out. And luckily we did with, uh, what was when was the first caution? It was with 30 to go, something like that. We screwed up the last Jimmy Steyer. Yeah. Yeah. J- it's Jimmy Johnson's fault. That's right. It was Jimmy's fault. Um, but, but ever since that, like, kind of Jimmy's, Jimmy's tire issue, we had a, an exciting race to the finish. It was, like, crazy. You look at the top ten, and it was, like, Benedetto and Kurt Busch, and then, like, and I know is not in the playoffs, but then it took you until, like, tenth place to find the next guy. Um, the playoffs. I made a comparison in our group chat to there was an F1 race I watched a bunch of weeks ago that also had a similar random caution during pit stops or something and it like flipped the whole field. I'm like, that's exciting when the guys that are supposed to be up front aren't up front and it cycles around. However, the difference with F1 and NASCAR is NASCAR, you can't pass to get back to the front. F1, it's if you're faster, you can make your way forward. I just wish guys, the package was provided better opportunities to pass. So like Denny did make a lot of progress up, but for the most part, guy like there was a bunch of restarts, but guys weren't really making too much ground. I wish that would have that would have made it seeing them race back towards the front. But also, I wish the leader couldn't just pull away and not get past. That'd have been cool. But it was cool to see. I'd rather see Kurt Busch win than Denny Hamlin or Kevin Harvick. No, yeah, Kurt Busch win. I I don't remember who said it, but it was like this is the first real shocker of the playoffs and. You know, you look at both of those guys. De Benedetto has so much at stake racing, and I know they probably mentioned his contract is up October first, probably like fifty times on the broadcast. Oh, did they did they mention it? No, that's thirty that's different I, times because they had nothing else to talk about. Um, but he okay. has his own thing. Obviously, his first career win that he's racing for. Kurt Busch looking to advance, and and something interesting too. Chip Ganassi racing two years in a row wins the first race of the round of 12 to get themselves into the round of eight. Kind of like a, a team you don't expect to win. They do win, and it was Kurt Busch. It was cool to see that emotion, too. Hometown. I know the crowd couldn't be there. He seemed upset that there couldn't be any fans and, and wasn't quite necessarily happy with the Vegas governor, but or the Nevada governor, but yeah. All right. I like underdogs. I like upsets and playoffs. I think that what makes it enjoyable really any playoff no matter what whether it's nfl baseball basketball whatever nascar it's more rare in the current playoff situation to have upsets however if we flash back to the early days of this format when no playoff points didn't exist you had you know regular season points that you got in the first round but then the rest of the rounds even steven to begin the playoffs and we've been preaching about playoff points sucking in the playoffs for years. After Playoff points after the first round sucking for years. And, of course, after Bristol, they reset and everyone got their playoff points back. And it spread out the field and the standings already. But we decided during the playoffs, especially now moving forward, we're going to share the standings if playoff points didn't exist. And if only playoff points from the first round um, carried over to the second round. Is that confusing? No. So basically, you get your playoff points throughout your entire season. You get those, and you get to use those for the first round. So the first round of eliminations, yes, that's exactly how our format would be. But the only playoff points you can carry over into the round of 12 were the ones that you got in the round of 16. So that means that Kevin Harvick gets to carry over 10 points instead of, I don't know how many. Kyle Busch gets to carry over one. 
Brad Keselowski gets carry over six. Denny Hamlin gets carry over one. Truex gets carry over two. Chase gets to carry over one. Versus, like, Harvick probably has how many playoff points? Yeah. Like, 60-something. He only gets carry over 10 60 versus something. 60. So it's pretty significant. Yeah. All right. So first of all, I'm going to read off the playoff standings as they are currently after Vegas with the playoff points like Current currently format. in NASCAR. Yep. So Kurt Busch is first with his win. Kevin Harvick is second, plus 61. Hamlin third, plus 58. Keselowski fourth, plus 16. That's a big difference, actually, between Hamlin and Keselowski. That's crazy. Truex is fifth, plus 15. Logano, sixth, plus 11. Chase, seventh, plus 10. Bowman, eighth, plus nine. And then under the cutoff line, ninth, Kyle Busch, minus nine. Clint Boyer, tenth, minus 20. Almirola, 11th. Minus twenty seven and Austin Dillon twelfth minus thirty two. So as and then Andrew, do you want to read what we calculate the standings as without playoff points carrying over? Yeah, from the whole season, but only from the yeah. And actually, season. real quick, when you're reading off those names, the only drivers in the same like points number position, like first or fifth or whatever, were the bottom three. Every single other driver has been shaken up. Yep, it's different. It's different. So, Kurt Busch still advances with a win, and in our format, he gets to carry over right now those five points. Denny Hamlin's plus 24. Kevin Harvick is plus only 17. Truex is plus 14. Alex Bowman's plus 13. Kyle Busch is plus 10. Chase Elliott plus 3. Joey Logano in eighth plus 2. That's the cut line. That's the current top eight. Then you go below the cut line. Brad Keselowski is minus 2. Boyer's minus four, Almarola's minus twelve, Austin Dillon's minus seventeen. So interesting. It's I mean, obviously it's almost tighter. Yeah. It's huge. It's in I think the goal of the playoffs is should be close and competitive, and what they currently have makes it spread out and less competitive. But without the playoff points carrying over from the whole season, that we've got incredible set or set for the next two races to have incredible battles and it meaning so much more because the points are so tight. Look at this. Hamlin, he currently in the real standings, is plus 58. He would be only yeah. plus 24 in our standings. Harvick, currently plus 61. He would go to plus 17. Like, it makes it thrilling to see guys be that close to the bubble. I don't care that he won so many races in the regular season. In the first round, sure, you get those points to basically get on Mac by. But in the second round, that should not matter. It's what you do in the playoffs to earn your status as a championship contender. The Patriots do not get a three-touchdown advantage because they won the most games in the regular season in the right. AFC. Because that would make the game unfair and boring and less interesting. I think the goal should be make to make it more interesting. And only having playoff points carried over from the first round makes the like I'm more excited about the playoffs thinking about that than I am right now in general because of how the standings actually are. And one thing that's really interesting too is Kyle Bush in real life is below the cut line minus nine. In our standings he's plus ten. Brad Keselowski in real life, where's Brad Keselowski in real life? Keselowski in real life is in plus real life, 16. Keselowski and in our standings, he's actually below the cut line minus two, which is nuts. 
it's so crazy. It's so different. And this is what in I think we've gotten. So I forget which year. I think 2017 was the year that we switched to this new format. 2014, 2015, 2016. In my mind, the best years of this playoff format were the first years. 2014 was incredible. Also, they had a great arrow package, so that probably helped too compared to now. But that was just so much more exciting and thrilling. And it, guys were on edge because it's so tight and you got to perform well. And that's what the playoffs should be about performing well. Well, and it makes you cut out a little bit. It makes Talladega and the Roval too that much more entertaining because you look at Hamlin and Harvick now, and it's like, yeah, you know, they don't really matter. We're looking to keep keep our points up, you know, keep collecting those things. But really, if you get in a wreck at either one of those races, you're going to be fine. Now, if you get into trouble at both, then it might be interesting watching that cut line. But but you know, you look at. Tony Stewart, who was a guy who won zero races ahead of the 2011 chase, ended up lighting the world on fire, winning five out of the ten, winning the championship. That's a championship run right there. He didn't have the season. And I wonder if we had this format, would Tony Stewart have even won that championship in 2000? Well, okay, he probably would have under this format because he won so many races. But, like, yeah, like we've said, it's just that, there's a lot of playoff points inflation and to be up by that much and not really have to worry about these next two races. It's it's, it doesn't make it as entertaining to watch. Yeah. And the case for Austin Dillon who had one problem in Vegas and now was below 32 in the cut line in our standings. He's only below 17. That's two stages worth of points. You could run well and you still, you're still alive. He's thinking right now, he's only down 32, but he's thinking, I need to win Talladega to advance in the playoffs. I have basically no shot, even though it's only 32 points. It is so hard to make up that amount of ground. And you look at Blaney. You he would, he's the underdog. That was one like, issue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Austin Dillon, the underdog, he was running well, too, before that issue. Like, he was in the top five, top ten. Yeah. Where did, like, literally, where did he come from? And that one issue shouldn't paralyze your whole playoff run because you have one problem in this one race. And in this format, of course, he would still be below 17 points in our calculations. Also, I want to point out, we're not math people, so I think we did the best we could with these points. They could be a few points off, but we're pretty sure that's how it works. But Austin, like, he's... Yeah. He he still would be good. He still would have a fighting chance. And that's what NASCAR should want. They should want these playoffs to be the most exciting and the most thrilling possible. And this is... Less like making the points closer does that, and I don't know why we ever changed that. I think they wanted to reward the regular season. They thought it was too radical of a change from what the playoffs used to be to what they turned them into. But it was exciting. It was fun to watch, and I think the idea that we're talking about fun things to make the sport entertaining right now, like turning Bristol into a dirt track, like which is the not turning into a complete dirt track, but just for one race. Which is the and they did that already, I and like didn't it like ruin the track or like really mess it up? Yeah, and that was only it wasn't for True. stock cars; it was Winged. for like yeah. horrible about laws. And yeah, but you see how desperate SMI and NASCAR are to save that spring Bristol race by making dirt. When I think ultimately that'll ruin it. Like yeah, in five years, it's no one's like if it's a bad race. Of course, you can just not do it the next year, but like you're selling yourself out by trying to go for the entertainment when it's really probably not going to work out but if you want the entertainment make the playoff points closer take playoff points away make points closer in the the, during the final 10 races and you'll have your entertainment 
don't know. I'm just, I've been frustrated a lot by things like there's been, I don't know, every week it seems like there's good things that happen and bad things that happen that kind of even themselves out. And we get the new schedule this week for 2021, which I think will be awesome. But more, I like, I'd trade no playoff points after the first round in the playoffs over a new schedule. Cause I think that's how important and how much better and how awesome it would be for the sport. Yeah, I agree. And even at the end of the regular season, to award, I think it's the top 10 in points, get extra playoff points on top. Like, it's it's too much. It's like, it's playoff point inflation. I know I've said that term before, but that's what it is. Yeah. Let's simplify the playoffs. Let's make it easier to follow, easier to pay attention. And I think more people will pay attention. So, we're off to Talladega. I love Talladega. It's my the fall Talladega race. I have really good memories of the first one I ever watched was 2005. Dale Jarrett won. It was a really epic race. Scott Riggs slipped like 50 times in the air. It was very exciting. There was a lot of big wrecks. Ah, it was such a good race. Dale Jarrett winning was cool because he was like the old guy that was about to retire. And I just always love this fall Talladega race. Last year was actually last year's was awesome. Brendan Gaughan flipping in the air. Ryan Blaney winning with a close yep. finish with Newman. Like, this Talladega race typically delivers, except if it's 2018 and Stuart Haas cars run 1, 2, 3, 4 and pull away and it's not competitive. But I think the current state of super speedway aero package racing has made it really good. And if we saw anything like we saw in Daytona a month and a half ago or so, oh, man. I think it'll be a really fun race. Yeah. But I really wonder how playoff points are going to factor in and who's going to want to who wants, who's wanna go for it, who's going to want to be conservative. So I just hope it's we just get a good race. That's all I want. Gonna be kind of the same style as Daytona, like people racing for different things. Uh, it's a little bit different because it's not the cutoff race, but yeah, no. Ta- and, and Blaney has won two photo finishes in a row at this track. Like he won this race one year ago in a photo finish. Which, by the way, I had I, I do this thing where I'll text my friends like, "Hey, race is on. You should tune in." And they FaceTime me after that one, just like blown away. And I was the same way. I'm like, that was an insane finish. We got another one this year. So let's make it three in a row at Talladega. Come on. Yeah. And after NASCAR is in the spotlight you know, nationally, especially after the first race in June at Talladega. And I saw, and of course it was also delayed to Monday, but oh, yeah. I saw people that I follow from just a sports, social media sports community that I like to like, um, part of. And they were just tweeting about like, oh, I'm tur- just watch, turn on this NASCAR thing. This is insane. This is crazy. So I just hope we have a really good race and we get that same effect this time. Talladega. Boys raced up. Let's go. Follow Jason on Twitter at HeyJasonSchultz. Follow at Andrew, Andrew on Curling Twitter. TV. And I assume Talladega is going to be worthwhile to come back and talk to y'all next week. So plan on another episode. Maybe we'll find an interview between now and then. Who knows? But... I don't know. Next two races are going to be really good in the playoffs. And then we go to two mile and a half, which will suck. But like the next two races, I'm yeah. hyped for. Playoffs. They're, they're exciting. All right. <laughs> the end.